Wolfs and Meows, welcome to Behind the Tales, a Valley Animal Center podcast where we discuss all things animal related to inform, educate, and impact our community and you, our listener. Today is Best Friends Days, and what better way to celebrate than by talking about bonded pairs? Joining me today are our very own animal care team members, Mariah. Hello. And Jeanette. Hi. And Ruben. Hey. So let's start off with what does it mean to be a bonded pair? Uh, so a bonded pair is uh, usually um, a pair of adult dogs. It could be up to two, two to three dogs, uh, usually a, a pair is two, um, that have been together for many years, a majority of their life. Um, we have encountered a bunch of different types of bonded pairs, um, Usually they're just dogs that, you know, get very anxious when they're separated. They, you know, follow each other around. Typically bonded pairs are coming from uh, owner surrenders in most situations. Occasionally we do get them from um, animal control facilities, but I'd say for the most part we're getting them from owner surrendered homes. And so Jack and Bruiser is a great example of a bonded pair that we have right now. They've spent almost 10 years of their lives together in the same home, and so that's the the typical bonded pair that we deal with, and that's who we uh, strive to get adopted out together, whether that takes two weeks or two years. It's the goal to make sure that those guys stay together for their benefit. So are bonded pairs typically formed after they've just been together for a very long time? Is that usually how form pairs are formed, or? Usually, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you can have a bonded pair who, like, say an adopter, um, gets two dogs from the same litter. They're, you know, they spent their whole lives together. Uh, but then there's also like bonded pairs who like Jean Grey and Peaky Babe, they're not the same age, they're not from the same litter, but they bonded really well together um, with their little family, like their owner. They developed their own little pack, which dogs are pack animals. So it's really easy for dogs to be bonded with each other, with either dogs or cats. But it's usually, yeah, if they're together for a long period of their lives. So Ruben, you talked about wanting to make sure you adopt bonded pairs out together. Um, can you talk about what happens if that doesn't happen or if someone just wants like one of the pairs? What is the process then? It's always situational. It's it's definitely something that we take in what's gonna be beneficial for the animals themselves. Now, there have been situations where we do have bonded pairs that have spent months and months and months with us with no avail and uh, i think Dwayne and steve are a good example of that they were what we assumed were two brothers uh they were uh from animal control so we didn't have their full background so we were under the assumption that they were brothers Uh, but they were polar opposites they really had split personalities in the sense that steve was a very very calm and collected dog and Dwayne kind of bounced off of the walls and you know they were very comfortable with each other but they also did kind of irritate each other a lot and so after you know the attempt i'd say we did a few maybe three to six months off the top of my head is just a a a guess um we decided that it might be more beneficial to split them because they had several applications in on them separately just none as a pair and in a situation like that when we don't know the 100 percent background of them we will make a a decision as a team it's not any one decision by one person it's something we talk about collectively and say are we at this point with these specific dogs like she mentioned with Jean Grey and Pinky Babe we know they're not from the same litter we know they're not the same age their personalities are a bit different and they can be a lot for each other but uh, like she also mentioned they are very much one in the same when it comes to like 
their um, them being comfortable like they're more comfortable with each other than when they're separated because we have tried separating them and you can definitely see a change in their personality when it comes to that and so how does one know if a pair of animal is bonded and not just like if, that they're bonded pairs and not just like they just really like to hang out with each other like what distinguishes like animals who just like like each other versus someone that's actually bonded to each other there's a lot of signs um like jack and bruiser they don't move without the other one moving. They're literally connected. Um, they'll eat together. They'll sleep together. Uh, when one, they kind of marry each other. Um, they're like an extreme bonded pair. Same with like little girl and dumpling. Little girl will follow dumpling around. Like she's, that, that is her little comfort thing. And we did at one point adopt them separately and they, they were brought back within a week apart and, and we, we found out that they their their dynamic is it's much better together and they learn off of each other they feed off of each other when they first came in um, they weren't least trained so we had to least train the more dominant one first and then the other one will follow um, separating them was definitely uh, a learning thing for us and and at, I remember at that point with them specifically, Dumpling had an eye surgery, so they were yeah. separated temporarily. And we thought we we would be okay with the the adoption happening separately for them at that point. But like she said, it's a learning experience for every situation. Every adoption we do is in a sense, whether it's successful or unsuccessful after a amount of time, it's all a learning experience and what we can do. And and Anjanette, you look like you're gonna say yeah. yeah. I was gonna say that with cats. Um, we have a different adoption area, so if we do put them, say, in our general population of adults, they will stay together in whatever room and follow each other. You also notice, like, cats that don't come in together or don't really have a relationship, even if they're fine with other cats, they don't sleep together in the same bed. They won't be, like, one's eating, the other one's standing there just to watch it eat and it's similar to how she was explaining the other dog will follow, but when it does come to the cats, you do notice that they're always in the same room when they have free roam of three different rooms and an outside area. Another thing that you do see with like bonded pair cats is that a lot of the times that they are their comfort zones. So if one is kind of having an interaction with another cat that's not as friendly with them, they will run to each other. Um, that's something that I've noticed a lot lately with like a few of our cats. So what happens, we kind of touched upon this too, what happens when you separate a bonded pair? Either if it's through adoption, if something happens and they happen to be separated through adoption, or if they've just been separated temporarily, what do you notice happening to um, each of the pair? So at least for the dogs, you know, th there could be several different reactions to it. You know, usually the biggest one is anxiety for the, the dogs themselves is you could just see their stress level raising, um, mouth open, panting, eyes wide, nervousness, you know. And for some, you know, some dogs, uh, Brownie Bonita, Karen and Carol are old adopted bonded pairs of us. Their behavior becomes quite dramatically different. You know, where Brownie and Bonita were perfectly fine as a pair with us handling them, if you separated Brownie from that situation, Bonita got much more standoffish. She would growl, she would lash out at you. Um, almost exactly the same for Karen and Carol. As they were together, their confidence was a little bit higher. They would allow us to 
handle them, pet them, vaccinate them. But as they were separated for spay and neuter, their confidence became way lower and their, their behaviors, growling, snapping, trying to bite, became much more prominent. And so that, that's definitely, you know, a, a potential with these bonded pairs is, is they do become extremely defensive without each other. And, and that's something we have to take into consideration when finding them a home is, is it's more likely to be successful if they stay together versus separated. And for the cats, is it similar in Jeanette or? Uh, when it comes to bonded pairs when, and cats, there's usually a friendlier cat and a cat that is a lot more shy. And when they're together, the shyer one is a lot more comfortable. Um, so if you do separate them, that one would probably be more prone to hiding under a bed, in a corner, somewhere dark and quiet, whereas the other one could be the most confident cat with or without the other one. I would say that might be similar situation with the dogs where there is a more confident one that kind of helps the other one be more comfortable. And when you do take that away, that's taken away a lot, um, which is probably another reason why bonded pairs are even a thing. And so if someone adopts a bonded pair, what should they expect? When you adopt any dog, really, you you should be patient. If, if you're adopting one dog or two dog, you have to give them that period of time to get comfortable in their new surroundings. Everything has just changed in their lives. Uh, it's the same with bonded pairs. They're going to lean more towards each other and probably shy away from their new families until they get comfortable in their new surroundings. Um, the more dominant one will probably be the one that's going to come around first. So that's definitely something to expect is um, either one, you know, it's going to it's gonna take time. Um, one will be, you know, super, you know, friendly and, and want to be a people person. The other one will just sit there watching them. Uh, definitely giving them that time to adjust in their new surroundings. Um, they say it takes up to three months for a single dog to get comfortable in their surroundings, and I would assume it's the same with bonded pairs. It may even take longer than that. Um, it's just knowing that, you know, you are adopting a bonded pair, you have to give them the proper time to get used to, you know, a change. So that's interesting to note that, right? Like with a bonded pair that you may have one, one of them may come around much faster in your new home space. Um, and so then not to give up on the other quite so fast because that one may be observing the other pair, right? And, and they do. And take more time. Dogs and cats, they learn and feed off of each other. Um, you definitely have to give them the proper time to, to adjust, especially the ones who aren't so willing to come around quick enough. Uh, Kind of like Little Girl uh, and Dumpling, uh, when they were separated, they didn't want anything to do with their adopters. They a Little Girl would stay in her kennel, and, and her kennel door was open, but she wouldn't want to come out and, and greet the family. And, and same with Dumpling, she just stayed in her little corner in, in the yard. And as soon as they were brought back and, you know, in the same room as each other, completely different dogs, they, you know, jumping off of each other playing and and you actually see like their personalities when they're with each other you kind of have to allow them in a new household to become the, their true selves uh, in, in a home whether it's here like we we gave them what like a month yeah yeah, and then, and they're they're doing really well now. They're actually going to the dog park. They're getting socialized with 
other staff other than dogs um, and other dogs that have been adopted from us, they're actually becoming more social. So it'll, it'll in the end, it'll help them. Um, you just have to give them time. So let's talk more specifically about the bonded pairs that are here at Valley Animal Center. We've talked, I've heard Jack and Bruiser, Little Girl, and Dumpling. Dumpling. I kept thinking pumpkin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We have Jean Grey uh, and Pinky Babe. Um, they they came in, their their owner had um, passed away, so we, we kept them together. They were dog park members for, mm-hmm. for a period of time, so... Uh, knowing their background and knowing how how they were with their owner, they they he took them everywhere. He you would see him down the street, like everywhere he went, his dogs went. So that their little trio was, you know, their pack. So we kept them together just to keep that comfort in them. Uh, and then same way we had um, Ashanti and Nelly. They weren't together right off the bat. Like we we kept them separated the whole time. But we do know that they were at one point in the same household, but they they were so young and we probably guess that they were used for breeding and stuff. So with them, it was a lot easier to separate them. And Nellie has been adopted to family in Nevada and we still have Ashanti, but she's getting, you know, getting through some stomach issues and stuff like that. So they're they're another uh, bonded pair that we've had. Um, And then we had the spicy chihuahuas, Mm -hmm. uh, Karen and... Carol. Karen and Carol, uh, they the, those guys are funny. They were um, brought in initially to get scanned for microchips, and then just abandoned in our parking lot. And we spent like an hour trying to get them from out from underneath people's cars and stuff. And they were super like anxious. They would nip and bite at you, but they they came around. Once one came around, the other one followed right away. So as shelter staff, what is it like working with a bonded pair? When it comes to cats, the only thing that really changes that is if you do have the more anxious ones, sometimes we do separate them as a pair to live in their own little room. Um, We did have Michael and Jackson who were two brothers. I don't really know too much about their background, but they had their own room because the other cats were too much. But like right now, I think we have two bonded pairs in one room. Everybody gets along, but the only thing is sometimes they get in the way. (laughs) So we have a bonded pair of two super friendly ones. Their names are Kiwi and Papa's Fritas. And they will use you and anything you have. So when you're cleaning in there, the broom's a toy, your feet are the toys, your hands are the toys, and they're both there kind of in the way a little bit. Um, but then the other bonded pair we have in that room, just kind of watch. They don't really care too much. Um, Melon is outgoing, but Frankenfurt are his best friend, doesn't really care much for people. So it kind of gives you either space or no space half the time, depending on the personalities of the cats. I think uh, observing bonded pairs, it's fun. They're, it's like, I don't know, they're they're like a little show sometimes. Like seeing uh, like Dwayne and Steve, the way that they were, they're like, like all these little little twins, like they're so cute. Uh, But they're, they're a family. I, th- I think it's really cute. I-, I think it's cute having a bonded pair. 
um, and knowing their different personalities and how they are together um, is two separate things. But I think I think everybody should everybody should have two or more dogs. <laughs> it's always fun to see them how they interact with each other. And you see bonded pairs n- not in our shelter, but you see them all the time. Like a, a, a goat will get along with a kitten, and they're inseparable. Or like a, a dog and a cat. They're I think they're fun. So then it's important to note that it's not just dogs to dogs or cats to cats. They oh, can no. be bonded to one yeah. another or to another species. Or people, people bond mm-hmm. with their dogs. I feel like I'm a bonded pair with my dog. <laughs> and my dog, uh, actually, she, uh, we fostered a kitten back when she was a puppy, Donut, and they were really bonded. And when Donut passed away, um, Angel had a lot of anxiety. She didn't eat for like a month. She didn't sleep. She was, you could see what... When he passed away, she was really genuinely sad, um, and and it was a cat. And she's, and I feel like now she she's bonded with one of her new brothers, Pickles. Uh, you definitely see it, uh, all the time. They're dogs, cats, any type of animal. They're. they're so how how, how do you introduce bonded pairs to like a new pet or like a current pet that you already have? Is it a different situation compared to just introducing like a new pet because now it's sort of like a tag team where you your bond appears like two to like the current pet you have i don't think it's different mm-hmm. um you still have to give any type of animal the right time to get used to each other but um i don't think it's any harder or easier to introducing a bonded parrot to a pet you already have you just have to learn each personality is all, all it really takes. Yeah, because I'm, I'm just curious if it would be like the bonded pairs so close to each other that they may find it. Like they're going to pick on another Not even pick or... on, but then your, your, your current pet may feel excluded or maybe hard to sort of get into the circle for it, maybe harder or I don't know, but it may because I know that happens for like any dogs that you introduce, right? It's going to take time, like you said, regardless. But I wonder if it's like, harder or if it's just the same i i feel like it's the same uh dogs in general they're like i said they're pack animals they want to be included with with everybody and i don't i don't think it's necessarily different or harder um just time that's all it really is just time time patience uh you have to definitely introduce them a certain way because i mean if one is fearful of the other one they're they you have that reactiveness or whatever but you definitely have to quarantine them uh introducing them slowly five minutes at a time or like you know in a crate or something you definitely have to give it that time but that's that's really with any dog or any cat uh giving them that proper quarantine time to get used to each other our basic recommendation for any adoption whether it's two or one or sometimes three we've adopted all three puppies is and even sometimes with the bonded pair themselves even though for the most part we feed all of our bonded pairs together here we'll tell homeowner or new adopters in their home don't feed any of the dogs together don't leave them unsupervised together for the first while you know you there's a lot of precautions to take but it's more of setting the dogs up for success versus you know letting there be a possibility of an incident to be happening there's there's definitely steps that we recommend when when introducing them into the new home but like she said it that doesn't really change from one dog to two it's it's still mm-hmm. kind of the same process just yeah being patient and doing it on the dog's time and 
paying attention to if they're comfortable, if they're not comfortable, helping them feel comfortable. And she, like she said, maybe one dog's more confident than the other. And, and I would introduce that one first, let the maybe not so confident dog see that, oh, it's not so bad to say hello. And they, it, like she said, it, it, it definitely takes time, but it, it is about the same process. Um, is there anything else you all would like to say about bonded pairs? I would hope that pe more people would give them a chance because uh, they, you like like Ruben said, you get a bonded pair that have been owner surrendered. They they've been through something traumatic together, so definitely giving them that time to or like you give them that chance. You know, they're they're good dogs. So yeah, there's there's two mouths to feed, but I definitely would hope that more people would would want to see you know. Keep, keep dogs together that, you know, thrive better together. Um, but we do have, we do have some people who, who will adopt out bonded pairs and I give those people a lot of props because it's, it, it is, it is a project. It is something, you know, you, adopting one dog is a project, but adopting two dogs, it takes a special person. Yeah, I love the word you use, thrive, right? Because at the end of the day, this is like, they're bonded, and so mm -hmm. we want them to thrive together. And they thrive best when they are together, yeah. hence they're being bonded. Uh, what about Anjanette Rubin? With cats especially, um, I don't know if it really applies to dogs, but it does give them a support system. So say if you have two younger bonded pair cats that you're taking, you don't want to be the toy, they can play with each other to expend that energy and you won't have to really, you know, sit down and have that two hours of playtime a day. And they really do give each other a support system. Um, so if one cat gets scared, they have the other cat to run to. They have those different personalities. And two, I know having two cats now, it's fun to see the difference between them, even though they're not distinguishably different from each other. They do have those little personality things, and I think that that's a fun thing um, once they do start coming out for people who do adopt to notice. Because sometimes people are looking for, well, I want a cat that's gonna be like this, but I also want a cat that's gonna be a dog. And you can get that with a bonded pair, because a lot of the time that's how it is with cats. Interesting, so then, People may think that, oh, I, it may be more work for me because I'm adopting two pets instead mm -hmm. of one. But in actuality, you may be doing yourself a service because now you have two playmates who are bonded so they can like play amongst themselves and so yeah. forth. And like you said, they support each other. And they keep each other entertained. Mm -hmm. That's kind of the best part about bonded pairs is that you do have friends. So if they can't make a friend, you know, in your house, you have a dog already. If they don't really get along that well, they will still have the other one to kind of lean on. It's like At twins. Least. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Ruben, Anjanette, and Mariah for sharing your experience and expertise on what it means to be a bonded pair. I am your host, New, and thank you for tuning into Behind the Tales, the Valley Animal Center podcast where we share all things animal-related one paw at a time. Watch for future episodes of the podcast coming soon. In the meantime, you can follow us on the internet and our social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and YouTube. If you have suggestions on topics you'd love to hear talked about in the podcast, send your suggestions to new at valleyanimal.org. That's N-O-U at valleyanimal.org.